Hey there, welcome back to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen, and today we're going to talk about something that is kind of interesting, a little bit of woo-woo. Um, things have been kind of heavy this week, so I was grappling with what I wanted to talk about. So I came across something and I thought I would give it a mention and then talk a little bit about what I learned. Um, so this is speaking from my heart and I hope you are interested and you enjoy it. So let's get to it. Hey there, welcome to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen Moss and I believe as moms that we can do more than just survive motherhood. We can thrive and enjoy the day. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and inspiration to help bring more positivity, optimism, well-being, and of course, a whole lot of joy into your life. Are you ready to up-level your thoughts and be who you want to be? Let's dive in. All right, welcome back. How is it going today, party mama? It's Jen, as I said earlier. <laughs> um, so, gosh, a lot has happened in this last week. And how about this whole year? You know, like, I just feel like things just keep coming at us and coming at us and things are crazy and I don't know. So um, I was kind of, I was having a struggle with what I wanted to talk about this week because some kind of crummy things had happened. And last week I talked about why I'm so happy all the time. And I was like, man, I just can't talk about like Debbie Downer stuff because I'm having a rough week because some rough things have been happening. So, um, but anyways, I thought I would kind of share a little bit about what had happened. And then I want to share about a movie that I came across that I've actually watched before, but I watched about three and a half times this week um, because I think it has some really great takeaways and I just, I really like it. But um, anyway, this week has been heavy. It's been rough. Our daughter's soccer coach was suspended for something that's absolutely insanely ridiculous based on all the craziness that's going on in the world right now and in this country. And it was wrong in most of our, I think all of our opinions, actually, all of the, the um, parents of the coach of the team, teammates and the teammates. And it was just, it really sucked, quite honestly. And it was really hard because he is suspended. He puts his heart and soul into coaching our kids. My daughter has gotten incredibly better as a soccer player. She loves going to practice. She loves going to games. And it's just a really, it's a bummer. He didn't do anything wrong. He literally did nothing wrong. And they took something out on him for no reason. And it's just, it's a real bummer because, um, it shouldn't have happened. And then I am a part of a community um, where I volunteer and there's just so many complaints and so many things that people have issue with. And I just, I have a hard time because, you know, we're all trying to work together and we're all trying to make things better. And those of us that volunteer our time are really trying to make sure that things are good and we're doing the right things and we're using our money, money wisely. And I just, I, the backhanded comments and the things that come out and the way people talk about things is just, it's, it's hard. And I tend to take things personally, which I shouldn't. Um, and I, it's just, there's been a lot of that going on this week. And then found out that a fourth grade class in my kid's school was reading a book that I find completely inappropriate. And most of the parents I've spoken with find it completely inappropriate. 
for the level of student that a fourth grader is. My daughter is in fourth grade and she's nine years old and I can't even imagine if she had been exposed to this book. So that was really hard because that is in our school system and I just, I have a very, very difficult time with that. And um, so that was a tough thing this week. So it's just been like one thing after another and I just felt like, oh, what is happening? But on the positive side, because I always look towards the positive and the optimistic side of things, I came across a movie, and I don't know if you have seen it, um, but the name of the movie is called The Shift, and it's through um, Hay House, which if you're familiar with Hay House, I don't know, but the main character and um, the person that the movie is featuring is Dr. Wayne Dyer, and if you're familiar with him, you know his work. He's very spiritual. He's very woo-woo. And I came across him several years ago and what he speaks about and how he is as a human being just really resonated with me. And so I've bought several of his books on audiobook. I've listened to several of his talks and I just really enjoy what he has to say. And I really like what he has to say. And um, this movie called The Shift was really profound and there are so many takeaways. And it's actually... A bit hard to unpack because there's a lot that he talks about and there's so many interesting things and thought-provoking things and it's funny because I'm a note taker I mean I have notes everywhere post-it notes written you know on pieces of paper if I turned the camera around for those of you that are watching this on film um, I had just I literally have post-it notes and stuff everywhere and so while watching this movie I took a ton of notes and <laughs> It's funny because who takes notes while they're watching a movie? I don't know if you guys do, but (laughs) I find it funny. Is it just me? Uh, Is it just me? Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's another one of my weird things, but I take notes. (laughs) But so I wrote down, so some of the main things I just thought I would talk about. And, you know, I named this episode, um, Don't Die With Your Music Still Inside of You, because he, this is something that he talks about in the movie, um, kind of towards the middle of the movie, but, um, But anyway, he talks about how we're all born perfect. And, you know, for the first nine months of our life, when we're growing inside of our mother's womb, everything is taking care of us. And, you know, we don't have to do anything because everything is taking care of us. And then we are basically perfect. And then we come out and all of a sudden, you know, people around us are obviously helping us as our parents and grandparents and people as we're growing up or whatever. But all of a sudden, like your ego starts to take over and as opposed to like maybe your authentic self. Um, And we've all heard about ego and people are egotistical or they have a huge ego, right? Or whatever. But he talks about ego as meaning E-G-O, edging God out. And that I thought was very interesting because, um, you know, he he was saying the aspects of the ego are, um, there's three aspects that he said, of the ego and one of which is who I am is what I have meaning my possessions are who I am um, so we're always trying to you know get more things and have more things and own more things and the second one is who I am is what I do so your achievement your successes your value and your worth based as a human or on as a human being are based on your accomplishments you know you're making money you're competing with other people and you know we're always believing that we have to compete with other people in order to be a good human or whatever Um, and the third aspect of the ego is who I am is what other people think of me and 
which, you know, is like our reputation, particularly um, this is relevant for children as well as for women. Um, and not that it isn't relevant for men, but, you know, he spoke about how it's very relevant for moms um, because he was saying, you know, often we are told and we believe as a, as a society and we are you know taught to believe that the only way to relate to ourselves as women is based on our family as being a mother, being a daughter, a sister, a grandmother. And um, where these things are obviously very important, um, they're not necessarily everything. And we oftentimes feel a calling or something inside of us that calls us to do something else. And we feel badly for wanting to listen to that inner voice and that calling because we've been taught that our place is in the family. Um, but he was saying, you know, we have just as right, as much of a right as anyone to do something other than just, and it's not just, just isn't the right word, but something other than being a mom, being a sister, being a daughter, being a, you know, a, a woman role. Um, and, you know, it isn't true for all women, and it's obvious. Obviously, it's it's okay to be want to be a mom. I love being a mom. I love being a daughter. I love being um, a sister to my brother. So it's not to say that that's a bad thing. But you know, he's saying that there is usually a calling inside of all of us if we're willing to be open to listening to that. Um, and that separation of ego, um, you know, who I am is separate from everyone else and separate from everything that we are missing in life. And he also says that, you know, that ego is like your separation from source or God or whatever you want to call it. You know, it can be whatever you don't have to, it doesn't have to be God, but, um, source universe, whatever. Um, but he says, you know, everything that you're missing in your life is within you. If everything that you're missing in your life is within you, then in some way, you're already connected to it because, you know, your spirit is who you are and you just have to figure out a way to connect that and align it and bring it out into your world. Um, and I just find that mind blowing and I hope I explained that right. But, um, I just, I find it interesting. Um, you know, we all, and he called it, you know, he talked about being in the morning of your life and then moving into the afternoon of your life. Um, and we take all of these constructs of the morning of our life of the, you know, like maybe the ego and put them into the afternoon of our life, which is like our meaning phase. Um, but we still feel like we are trying to compete and we're trying to win and we're trying to be better than everyone else. And we basically, if we're doing, trying to do all of it all together, we're basically, he says, living a lie, um, for, he says, and, and I quote, for what is true in the morning in the evening has become a lie. Um, we don't know how to move out of that morning phase or that ego phase and moving into the meaning phase of our life. Um, and we have to relearn and let ourselves live our life and be lived by our life rather than taking over, rather than, you know, having our mind tell us what to do and society telling us what to do. Um, you know, he talks about having to surrender and having a knowing inside of you that what you're doing is the right thing and, and knowing that you're being guided by your inner, he calls it Dharma, but, um, and only we can feel our Dharma and what Dharma what is, is, um, it's a spiritual 
word and he says it's it's basically your inner calling or your purpose so and everyone has their own dharma i can only feel mine you can only feel yours um nobody else can feel it and you know being what he says is once you realize what your dharma is then um that being better than someone else or competing with someone else or competing with other people or winning or whatever just takes a back seat to actually fulfilling our purpose and he says you're always connected to it because it's inside of you um and you know a lot of people will say well how do i find my dharma well he says you don't find it it's already there it's already inside of you um he says you're a spiritual being and you don't need anyone else to confirm that it's already inside of you so mind-blowing <laughs> i know a lot of woo-woo a lot of you know spirituality but i just I have a hard time with spirituality and with religion and things like that. So things like this, for whatever reason, make sense to me. Um, and, you know, I just, I find this just so interesting. And um, in the movies, one of the characters said, well, how do we know that we're, you know, working from our dharma? And he said, when you're operating out of your authentic self or out of your purpose and your passion and your dharma he says bliss is what you're going to feel and if you're working from your ego each decision that you make or everything that you do just feels stressful or it feels you kind of feel upset or you feel angry or it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like it's a part of you and it feels more forced if you're feeling bliss that means that you're operating from your authentic dharma self so um, but he says there is a transition from ambition, which is that morning of your life to the meaning part of your life, which is more of that Dharma, that purpose and passion. And when you begin to change your, um, idea of what constitutes your ideas of success from, you know, the ambition, from the making money, from more stuff, from, um, whatever there's, there becomes this calling and the calling to something else it's more spiritual and more um a higher consciousness and it doesn't mean that you're not ambitious it just means that you are open to knowing that everything is the way that it's supposed to be and everything will happen when it's supposed to happen you can't just sit around and do nothing but knowing how it all works inside of you and you know it, it just knowing that it's going to be okay and that everything is going to work out and that you know, the world is abundant, um, he says, is more living in your in your more authentic self than living in your ego where you're always just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for more. So um, I don't know. I just I found it very interesting. And, you know, this is kind of where I find myself at this point, um, you know, why I feel this incredible calling to um, support other moms and to have other moms support each other and growing a community. Um, it's really hard for me to explain sometimes, and I've said this on past episodes, but it all intents and purposes. It's just, it's a calling that I have inside of me and this is my purpose. And, you know, maybe I had my shift. I don't know, but <laughs> I, you know, he was saying that you'll feel the freest you've ever felt when you go through what he called the shift. And the shift is when you get into that place in your life where you, you're starting to be guided by something larger than yourself and you stay in harmony with that, um, 
where you are, whether again, it's, you know, God or spirit or source or whatever, um, you stay there. And then the meaning phase of your life takes over. And once you cross over into that meaning phase of your life, it's impossible to go back. He says, and I truly feel that like, it's so weird, but, um, I feel like I've made this shift into the meaning part of my life. And I think, you know, for the most part, I've always been a very giving person and very, um, you know, wanting to help other people, you know, that's, that is my purpose, I believe on earth anyways, but it's this really strong calling. Um, and he says that when you do have this shift and you know, it's, he calls it, it's, he says it's preceded by a quantum moment. Um, and there are characteristics of this peak experience or this moment. And he says, it's very vivid. It's a surprise. It's benevolent, so it feels good, and it's enduring. So it's not just something that comes and goes. It lasts forever. Um, but um, he said it's different for everybody. It happens at different times. Um, and he he's not the be-all, end-all. I get it. But I just I resonate with what he shared. And, you know, he put this all in a movie form, a two-hour movie. And it's just it's such a great movie. You, you I, I would suggest going to watch it if this – at all interest you because it's it's a very good movie um but um so you know in in parts of the movie he talks about you know other things too but um he he just keeps coming back to everything that you ever will need is inside of you and we feel as though as moms we need to do everything and be everything and remember everything and and you know our whole lives are taking care of other people and which is good obviously but there's also a part of probably all of us that wants a little bit of something else as well you know whether or not you want to start painting or you want to learn to play some form of music or whatever there's probably some kind of calling or some kind of something inside of you that you know is interested in doing something for yourself as well um and one of the quotes that he said is, um, and it's from a book, a, a Tolstoy, Tol, Tolstoy story, um, the death of Ivan Illich, I think is what he called. I don't know. I didn't write that down, but I think that's the name of the book. Um, but at the end of the book, um, that, that particular story, um, the character says, um, what if my whole life has been wrong and then he dies? But, um, so Wayne Dyer, Dr. Dyer said after hearing that story or reading that story, he took a piece of paper out and he wrote down, dear Wayne, don't die with your music still inside of you. And I was like, bam, I'm like, <laughs> cause you know, we're always saying, you know, till the end of, you know, at the end of your life when nobody wants to look back and say, oh man, I should have done this or shouldn't have done this or should have done this or whatever. And I thought that was a really profound statement. Don't die with your music still inside you. So um, I don't know. It was just, it's just, it was, it's a very interesting book or movie. And, um, I just, I would encourage you to watch it. And he also talked about the word enthusiasm, which I'm a very enthusiastic person. A lot of the people that are surrounded, you know, around me are very enthusiastic. And he said, that's a Greek word that breaks down into ethos and ism or iism. And what that means in Greek is the God within. And when you have passion and you have enthusiasm and you know, for something that's inside of you that he says is God speaking to you to live while you're here and don't let the music die inside you. So, bam! 
<laughs> so, and that was only half the movie. So there's a, another half of the movie. And, you know, if you get the opportunity, I would suggest that you read it because, or listen, watch it, not read it, um, but watch it. And go read his some of his stuff if you haven't listened to his talks. He's very, he's got a very calm voice. He, um, he just, he has a lot of very interesting things to say. Um, unfortunately, he passed away several years ago, but um, the books that he has out and the things that he has to say are, are really interesting. And for me, there, I, I really enjoy reading his things and, you know, maybe some of his books will be part of our book club in our community. But, um, anyways, so, but this is how strongly I feel about, you know, my calling right now and bringing like-minded, wonderful, supportive moms together in a community setting, um, you know, why I'm kind of launching this all messy because, you know, with tons of ideas on my sticky notes and pieces of paper and stuff, but you know, I would, I would love for you to join us. And because I feel like this is about all of us, you know, it's not about me. It's about all of us coming together. Um, cause I don't know about you, but since becoming a mom, especially being a stay at home, work at home, mom, um, finding that feeling of, and that sense of community has been really difficult and heavy. It's felt heavy. And I believe that we can form something together that would be amazing and great and an awesome space to support one another, cheer for each other, to grow, to learn, and just to communicate as moms and beyond, you know, and we can, you know, support each other in our Dharma, <laughs> in our meaning phase of our life. So, um, you know, a space for, non-judgmental, spiritual, purposeful moms. So as I said in my last couple of episodes, the waiting list is up. Um, I would love for you to get on it and be a part of this mom movement. And um, I think it's really becoming a movement and it isn't just, you know, a willy nilly group. It's, you know, a group of moms, a group of supportive humans. You know, I'm team human, I'm team mom. <laughs> and, you know, <coughs> excuse me. I, I'm excited for all this. So as always, I appreciate you so much being here. I love having these silly little conversations with myself and hopefully you're on the other end laughing at my crazy. But, um, you know, if this is the environment that you're interested in, please go to um, the waitlist page so that I can contact you when everything is open on the 19th. And um, it'd be great. Join us and it'll it'll just be It'll be so fun and I'm so excited. So anyways, thank you so very much for taking the time out of your day to be together with me and I wish you great comfort and amazing health. Um, take care of yourselves out there. Take care of your families and remember, as my mantra always states, get out there and enjoy the day. Thank you so very much, friend. I appreciate you. I can't wait to see you again soon. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.